Georgia Virtue presents the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. This is episode 264. This week, we have the Leaky Airman, Barn Burning, Thomas the Crosshairs, Weed Smoking Gun Owners, No Pay for the Falsely Convicted, Red Flag Laws, Bush Losing Value, Out Then Back, The Cash App Stabber Charged, DNC Not Coming to Atlanta, and Death by Bug Bite. I'm Dave Roberts. With me is my partisan endeavor, Representative Emeritus, the man in middle Georgia, Ken Pullen. Hey, Dave. And that was quite the introduction. It's amazing all the the news items that popped up this week. Seems like everything happened in the last day or so. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and, and there's way more that we had to eliminate. I know. It was hard actually coming up with a, a list of topics this week with all the stuff in the news. Yeah, and, and of course, we try to go with a theme, and there is really no theme this week. <laughs> no, we're all over the place this week, so a lot of good topics. Well, starting that off, we have FBI arrest 21-year-old in the Pentagon leak case, uh, Jack Teixeira. Yeah, I was amazing. I mean, this came out uh, earlier this week. So this 21-year-old kid who went by Jack the Dripper in a Discord chat room uh, started leaking uh, what was it, Dave? Uh, what was the clearance information he leaked? Not just top secret, not like uh, extra, extra top secret, but he had access to some top secret information about Ukraine and Russia and started leaking it on a Discord chat room. Yeah, I mean, he had a TS clearance. He was er, he was a essentially a, a IT guy for Intel. Mm-hmm. Um, the the biggest criticism I keep hearing is. How did a 21-year-old get a top-secret secret security clearance? <laughs> that was my first reaction when I heard this story. And, and here's the thing. By the time I was 21 years old, I was a leader of men. Uh, being in special operations, I had a clearance. Uh, there's also something called need to know. Yep. And some of that has been blurred uh, with, uh, with sharing information across platforms and uh, across agencies and all that stuff. But need to know. So I couldn't just walk in and just say, give me all the the information you have on Roswell, New Mexico, 1948, or whatever it was. Um, but if I needed to be in, in uh, Army Special Operations Headquarters, which I, I, I have been a couple times, I had to, had to go in for meetings, whatever, you have to have clearance to walk in that building right. because you might overhear something. Um, I think I, t- I told you the other day, the the top clearance at the CIA is housekeeping. <laughs> I never thought about that. It, it, it is true. It, it, w- within within the company, uh, nobody where you have no idea who anybody is. Mm-hmm. You have lunch with the same people every day, but you have no idea what they do. Uh, they they don't wear tags that say who they are and all that stuff, but. You're very you're very segmented in, in the information that you get. If if you're working Middle East, that you, you know every every bit of intelligence you're exposed to is just that. Right. But if you're the guy who throws away the trash, you got to be clear. You got to be cleared to go to taking Middle East. Trash to, out. Yeah, to yeah the Russia the Russia room, everything else. You've got to be you got to have clearance to do all of that. And that's kind of where I put this guy Tashera. Is he was a digital trash man. He yep. had he he would have occasional access to anything that came across that Intel channel because he was maintaining the 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 servers. And it sounded like he'd been leaking this information for over a year at this point uh, to his buddies on this Discord server. Now I have seen a lot of people trying to compare this guy to Edward Snowden. If everybody remembers who leaked classified documents to who was the press guy, Dave. This has got to be ten years ago now. Uh, Glenn Greenwald oh, was his name. That, that was he went to Li- uh, WikiLeaks, didn't he? Yes, but uh, look, I don't think this guy. We should be comparing him to Edward Snowden. I don't think this guy was. I don't think he had the same intent behind what he was doing. I think this Jack Tessera was trying to impress his buddies that he played games with online. I, it, which I is think, the 
yeah, dumbest reason to leak to leak. Oh, totally. Now look, yeah, because he's gonna spend uh, a lot of time in jail at this point. I would imagine. Yeah, I was talking to Connie about this about being the dumbest reason. I said I even understand trying to get laid. <laughs> you know, trying to say how important you are. You know, to trying to pick up a chick. And she says, look, those are both equally stupid. I said, no. In, uh, impressing people that you have never met and will never meet and some chick in a bar are two different things. Yep. Um, and look, especially back in the uh, back in the uh, mid-20th century, the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, uh, it was very common for spies to, to go to bars and pick up people who are sort of in you know, Jack the Dripper's position mm-hmm. and go and flirt with him at a bar and and uh, and open the door and let him start to impress her. And and honestly, maybe, you know, maybe throw him some, sleep with him, whatever, to keep that information coming. Sort of like what happened with Eric Swalwell. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a Chinese so, spy, right? Yeah, uh, a man a so leaky, yes, so leaky, he farted on camera in the house of uh, within the house. Uh, um, so yeah, so that sort of stuff happens, and we know that happens. And that the training that 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 I had, we talked about. We talked about stuff like that. We talked about honey pots. We talked. We talked about going. If someone finding out what you do for a living, and you just happen to go in a bar, and you. Just, if 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 you're a if you're a four and a nine walks up to you and starts talking, you need to be a little <laughs> suspicious. So let me, ask, <laughs> let me ask this then: what what is the 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 main issue here? I know he's elite, but I guess it's intent, right? So he had the intent of leaking these documents versus a Hillary Clinton who potentially had classified documents, and the FBI deemed her to not have intent on leaking information. Is that the <sighs> Is that I what's guess. going on here? It's she was also getting the the, the Clinton treatment. Yeah, I was uh, wondering if she it, was given a special person political it, treatment that most yeah, of us it, don't it, get. Anybody else would have been in jail for what she did. Okay. There um, you now his intent was not to leak the documents. It's what happened. Yep. It's just but his intent was to impress the, the other twenty four people that were in this one chat room. Um. He didn't go to the press. He actually would have been protected if he went to the press, uh, because any reporter with with uh, with any sand in his boots would say, "I'm not giving up my sources." Uh, unfortunately, now for leakers, there are so many digital footprints. The the way it used to be done, if you go back to Woodward and Bernstein uh, with with Deep Throat, is you'd make a phone call from a from a payphone. Mm-hmm. And then you'd go and meet somebody in a dark garage and hand them papers and and things like that. If you, of course, that left no digital footprint. Well, I asked you I about pr- the Supreme Court leak last year also, and you, you corrected me to say that the Supreme Court operates still with paper versus electronics, and they still haven't caught the leaker last year, the leak the Supreme Court decision on Roe v. Wade, but... Again, I guess that was more paper-based versus electronic-based. That's why that leaker still hasn't been caught. Yeah, I mean, so how easy is it when you're making four copies to make five? Right. And and stick and stick one in your pocket and and, and hand it off to somebody. Yeah. Um, yeah. Old old school spycraft uh, still works with dead drops and do, doing things. Off the grid. Uh, now they use burner cells and things like that. There aren't any payphones anymore. Uh, that stuff still works. But this guy's—I don't think this guy's intent was to was <clears throat> to re- release information. This guy's intent was to show what, what how uh, uh, how big and swinging he is, and how yeah. important he is to, to, to the Air Force as as a as a guardsman. So the FBI brought out the cavalry when they arrested this this kid. They showed up with. I forget how many agents it was all in the riot gear. Where's this guy going if he's found guilty? Is he going to Leavenworth for five, 10, 15 years? What's the future look like? I for- don't I don't know how he's going to be charged. Now, I know he's he, he went to court and he'll have his initial appearance. I don't know. Now, as, as far as federal prison, he should go to Leavenworth. He should be charged on the, under the UCMJ. Um Uniform Code of Military Justice. Okay, 
and uh, and charge that way. But what they're going to do is they're going to charge him, I think, as a civilian. And uh, look, the 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 maximum is death. Wow. It it hasn't hasn't come up since the the Rosenberg trial. I don't think we've I don't think we've put anybody to death since then. I don't think we put the Rosenbergs to, to death. I think we ended up trading them for somebody that Russia had. But he um, will spend most of his twenties, it sounds like, in jail if he's convicted of. of this. He could spend the rest of his life in jail. Wow. I mean that that that's no joke. No, um, man, it's, uh, it's it's crazy that a twenty-one year old. I mean, it's just like, I mean, I think you said it to me, your brain doesn't fully develop until what you're, what, 25 or so? And yeah, well, mine still is. Um, mine still is developing very, very much so. But yeah, the, the average, the average, especially for, for women, is 25. And we talked about that with sex changes and, and all that stuff is, right. is 25 is when you actually start making level-headed decisions. Um, for some people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Not, not all of us, for some of us. Yeah, and then yeah, then there's us. Um, the The issue really is he was given training. I guarantee you, he was given training about about how to handle classified information. What you know, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, and he just obviously didn't. One didn't think that it would ever get out, and he'd ever get caught. He just wanted wanted to prove how how much of a man he was to yeah. a bunch of other dweebs on the internet. Yeah, hey, look, we, this guy's I mean, a I work dweeb. In the banking industry, right? We get training once a quarter where we have to talk about classified or not classified information, but protected information, cardholders' information, and we're continually going through training in the private sector. So I would imagine the government puts these guys through the same training on classified documents that you that you just said. I hope. Yeah. Anyway. And be- and people are surprised that a guardsman would have access to this, but I will tell you that even reserve component intel units have a real world mission every time they drill. Right. They, you know, every other every other guardsman, every other, uh, well, most other uh, reserve units, they they go for the weekend and they train. They do it, but intel units have a real world mission every time they go. Uh, now, when they arrested him, he was like in gym shorts and a and a. Uh, <laughs> I saw that. I think he was playing uh, video games when they arrested him. Yeah, like, like they they all they had to do was like knock on the door. They showed up with with a damn assault team. Yeah, I mean they wanted people to see that, make a scene out of it. So uh, yeah, I get you. They did. I look. I'm not defending the kid. He 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 he, he did what he did, and he needs to go to prison. And that's that's just the way it is. Uh, do I think he, he needs to be? He needs to stand up for a firing squad. Probably not, because the intention's not there. But look, what he did was wrong. Yep. Uh, and some of the information that he released is very problematic when they talk about uh, U.S. troops on the ground in in in, uh, uh, in Ukraine. I don't know how accurate that is. Um, I don't doubt that we have advisors. I just don't. I don't think we have fighting troops on the ground. Uh, we may have people training the the uh, Ukrainians, but I, I don't think you've got. You don't have the 82nd Airborne on the ground, and I think it's kind of misrepresented in in the press. Right. So we have the Barn Act. This yeah. is Go ahead. it is designed to address. Uh, guest worker visas. Yeah, there's a huge shortage every year from a guest worker visa standpoint, especially in the agriculture industry. So I think, Dave, what this is doing is trying to move that program out of the Department of Labor and move it to the U.S. Department of Ag so they can control the program and help farmers, uh, especially in the Southeast, get more seasonal labor and really put the rules and define how that program looks. I know when I was in the the state house, one of my friends, Chairman Robert Dickey, who is down in down in the Macon area, he has a hard time every year getting enough people, you know, to just work his farm during peach season. Got another friend that's in Pine Straw. He's continually having issues getting enough people to work for him, you know, just bell and pine straw. So I think this is an attempt to really help farmers, you know, throughout the US get more uh get more work in and more dependable labor in by defining what do those programs look like? Yeah, and and 
I know from from driving around Moultrie and stuff that they have guest workers and they bring them to Walmart every weekend in, in, in a school bus yeah. or school buses. Um, it's not a bad program. It's really good for the worker because they're making yeah, way define. more money here than they are at home. Yeah, they define. Uh, I think they define what you have to pay the workers. They define what the housing requirements are for these workers. So. If you have a farm and you're going through this program, you have to provide, uh, you know, a certain pay level for the workers, and you actually have to provide uh, a home for those workers, and it has to be in a certain condition. So it really puts some, you know, framework around getting uh, labor in to help uh, farmers. Yeah, and look for the, for these for these workers for these guest workers, this is probably the best living conditions they're going to have for the rest of their lives. Yes. It's the most money they'll make for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And nice. when we talk I think about this is a good program. Yeah. We talk about farm workers. We're not talking about picking cotton with a burlap sack on your back. Right. This 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 is running a combine. This is this is uh, uh weeding fields and, and things like that. It's I'm not I'm not making light of of the labor that goes into running a farm, but you know, we we tend to think of the the eighteenth century with, with farm labor and that's just not the way it is. No, it's not. Uh, these are semi-skilled workers that that perform a an essential task, and the fact is, Americans won't do it. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. I mean, you can't get Americans to do these jobs. So, uh, yeah, we have to have these. We have to have these workers. So. Uh, that's why that's why we you know got it on the show today. Is this is a very good program, I think, and hopefully moving it up under Department of Ag makes a lot more sense than having it just up under the regular Department of Labor. Right. Uh, so, what's up with Clarence Thomas? What did he do? Uh, I mean, high level. He's uh, ruling uh, on cases the way that liberals don't like him to rule at the Supreme Court. You know, I think Clarence Thomas is probably my favorite justice on the Supreme Court. I mean, he's a that's very, alive certainly. Uh, he's a very constitutionalist uh, type justice. But what the what they've gone now is gone back in his in his history and in his past. And they have found that he hangs out with a billionaire named Harlan Crow. I've never heard of the guy before we started discussing this this week. But supposedly Harlan Crow has taken Clarence Thomason's wife, Jenny, on several trips over the years and paid for their vacations. And now they have found where Harlan Crow bought some real estate from the Thomas family down in Savannah. I think the biggest uh, issue here is they're saying that uh, Supreme, uh, Clarence Thomas is not reporting these transactions and that's they're going after him from a reporting standpoint so they're saying he had to report he didn't so now he's in trouble yeah and quote unquote in trouble yeah quote unquote yeah, right I don't so, think anything comes out of this but yeah so uh, he's he's not up for election he's, <laughs> no, he's good uh, you, you have to impeach him which to my recollection I cannot think of a uh, Supreme Court justice that has been impeached. Yes, I can't uh, remember. That's a great question. Have has it ever happened? Uh, he's not going anywhere. They might as well stop. He's not going anywhere. He's not embarrassed by. You know what? After the Anita Hill stuff, there is nothing more that the press can do to the man. No, they can't. So I mean, you're you're a tax cheat. Okay. You're a liar. Okay. You know, it, 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 and his vote still counts the same. Uh, he, he gives some, some of the best, uh, best uh, dissenting opinions. Uh, he's, he's a brilliant man. He is brilliant. It, it, you know, for years, he never talked on the Supreme Court, so he sat there in silence. But over the last couple of years, he's finally started to ask questions uh, for cases in front of the court, which was a big I think change. That has to do with losing Scalia. Yep, I do too. Is I think Scalia kind of took the lead for that. I was a big fan of Antonin Scalia. Yep. Uh, I still have questions about how he died, but um, but I think for a long time uh, Thomas was able to sort of hide behind Scalia's robe a little bit. Is let Scalia take the slings and arrows and and get involved in that stuff. But you know he is now the the senior conservative justice. I mean that's his job now. Is he, he's he needs to be out front. I mean, who are you going to depend on? Roberts? <laughs> no, you definitely can't depend on Roberts. Uh, that's that's a pretty good rule for life, huh? 
don't 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 depend on the Roberts. <laughs> uh, I, I actually wrote him an email and asked him to stop using my last name. It's embarrassing. Uh, did he reply? No, no. Oddly enough, he didn't. He didn't reply. <laughs> no replies. I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, look, I, I I'm not making light of any sort of any sort of pay for play or any sort of corruption or anything else. I just, there's just no there, there. I just don't, there's no evidence. Yeah. There's no evidence. Yeah. You, you would have to, you would have to show me a case where, uh, Harlan Crow had before the Supreme court and, and showed a direct benefit for, 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 for me to even raise an eyebrow at it. It just look millionaires hang out with billionaires and that's just the way it is. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's that this, this guy Crow is paying off, uh, paying off Thomas or his wife or anything else. It's just they hang out together and the dude happens to be a billionaire. Man, you hang out with a billionaire. Yeah. It's, it's not like he was hanging out with Epstein. No, I wish I had a billionaire friend that would take me on some vacations also, but I haven't found one of those yet, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you haven't made it by now, you're probably not going to. <laughs> it's probably not going to happen at this point. All right. So <laughs> cannabis users, do have Second Amendment rights. Yes, they do. So the federal uh, federal judge in Texas recently agreed with another federal judge that the national ban on gun possession by cannabis consumers violates the Second Amendment. So the government basically has said, if you're a cannabis user, you do not have Second Amendment rights. And a couple of judges have said that is not correct. Yeah, the, the case law the government uh, referenced had to do with drunkenness. Mm-hmm. And the the parallels. Luckily, this this judge in, in Texas was able to to take that parallel and, and blow it up. Right. saying that if you're going to say that carrying a gun while drunk is illegal, you can't say anybody that has a, a can of beer in their fridge is not allowed to own a gun. <laughs> right. So the the it's it's, it's a very good ruling. Uh, it it's a it's a fantastic ruling for for gun owners, uh, not not just people who smoke weed because there are states where weeds is perfectly legal right. as long as you don't cross state lines. And they tried to argue that it's, it's still illegal federally, but the federal law doesn't apply until you cross state lines with it. It's a state issue, and if the state says, and look, I, and I know plenty of of people who work for nationwide companies that have stopped testing for weed because they operate in states that where it's legal. Yeah, so they, I, even to myself, I've, I mean, we live in Georgia, right? I've had a couple jobs over the last few years, and there's no drug test anymore uh, with any job I've had lately. And I've, I've even worked at a bank where there was no drug test. So I think employers are finally figuring out uh, that, that. Ken, you, know, you are so white that they can look at you yeah, and they know probably you're not on at, drugs. Yeah, they probably look yeah, at I mean, look, yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> smoking. I mean, yeah, like, yeah we, we can skip it on this guy. He's way, he's way far from being cool enough to do drugs. <laughs> I did go to New York though a couple weeks ago, and uh, I'm telling you, just walking down a street up there almost gets you high. So I'm glad <laughs> I haven't been tested lately. But even even trucking companies and stuff that that have operations in states like Nevada and Colorado and California uh, and hell a dozen others that have recreational marijuana that's that's legal they, they don't te- they'll they'll test for drugs but they, they don't they don't test for marijuana specifically. Yep. You know, obviously they want to know if you're on opiates or or you know you're a cokehead or something like that. Although in some jobs being a cokehead might be an advantage, like you know. Hour 16. No problem, boss. Let's go. <laughs> I'm good. Let's keep going. <laughs> but it, it was it was absolutely the right ruling on that one. Um, here's an interesting story. And this one you you, you brought up uh, is the Georgia, St- uh, Georgia Senate blocks payments to people who were wrongly convicted and, and later exonerated. Yeah, so this kind of blew up this week, especially on Twitter for some. Uh, I follow a lot of state representatives and. This story blew up because the process in Georgia is if you're if you feel like you're wrongly wrongly convicted of a crime, you can lobby your state representative and they can introduce a resolution a resolution for you actually to get paid money for the time that you're wrongly convicted. So in this case, it was a resolution for actually four people that were supposedly wrongly convicted of crime, spent years and years in jail, and there was going to be a payment of total of $4.5 million to these, these people. 
So this actually passed in the Georgia House. It went over to the Senate this year, and Senator Randy Robertson raised an objection and basically blocked the bills from passing. So a lot of my Democrat friends are, you know, sort of going, you know, they're tweeting about Randy blocking payments for people that were only convicted. But I don't think the issue is that simple. And I actually asked quite a few representatives this week, like where does, and this was my question to you earlier is where does this stop? Right. Where, if I know these guys spent one of them spent 26 years in prison, which is terrible to spend that much time in prison and be cleared of a crime. But you know, what is the payment for 26 years? And then, where does this stop? So do we go all the way down to one year, five years, 10 years? Like, what is the framework for paying people if they were if, wrongly convicted? If I spent one day <laughs> in prison, wrongly convicted, I'm suing for way more than $4.5 I know. This and, is a, and, yeah. and look, for 26 years, you and I were talking before the show, if I lost a quarter of my life, as, as if I'm going to live to 100, if I lost, you know, yeah, yeah hell, what is that worth, right? 60% family, of my or? life. What, yeah, what's income. it worth? It's worth way more than four and a half million. It is. It is. Now, understand this four and a half million is taxpayer dollars. It's, it's not like this money just, you know, you don't go pick it off the money tree. So this is taxpayer dollars. They're getting funded or they're getting passed back to these people that were only convicted. I just know we've got people from personal experience, especially during COVID in 2019, people were charged with crimes and set in jail for two, three years uh, without bond and then were you know, acquitted of charges. So yeah, absolutely exonerated. Yeah. Yeah, So that's my point again. It's like, where does this stop? So are we going to start paying everybody that gets acquitted that's in jail or, and you know what I, like I said before, before we're talking on the show, if, if you, especially like the Statesboro rape uh, trial, right. Where the guy, there was, there was exculpatory evidence that the DA refused to recognize exculpatory evidence. Day one, he should have, first of all, he should have been let out on bail day one. Uh, there was evidence, there was testimony from the girl's friend that she chased him down to go to his apartment. Uh, and, and Jessica and I talked, talked about this a good bit on the show. He spent two or three years in jail waiting trial. The trial took five minutes. I don't know what it was, but a very short trial. And the jury came back immediately not guilty. Now, is that dude due compensation? Absolutely. Uh, and I, I wanted to come I from. I think he is. And I, yeah, where does it come from? I think it comes from the I, DA's I, office, right? Yes, I wanted to come from the DA's budget. I want these DAs to start getting hit, one, for overcharging, and two, for ignoring, for, for gross misconduct, which is ignoring exculpatory evidence is gross mi- misconduct. And if that stuff, if that money starts coming out of their budget, you're going to start seeing some DAs tighten up. You will. You know, the Georgia, I mean, the legislature this session passed that bill to monitor DAs. Now, do I ever think they will go after DAs in red counties? Like you probably just mentioned, it's probably a red county. I think that bill was meant to go after. Uh, that some, that, some that D- bill was meant to, that me- bill was meant specifically to go after a red county, Paulding County. It was meant to go I, after Dick well, Donovan. I just, I just hope they use that consistently to go after some of these DAs. I don't care if it's a red or blue county. I hope they do go after DAs that are abusing yeah, Jackie powers, Johnson. like you just said. Yep, 100%. Yeah, Jackie Johnson down, down there in South Georgia. Absolutely. She needs to have her hide uh, hanging from the highest f- flagpole in uh, Gucci County or, or yep. uh, Judicial Circuit, wherever she is. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh Shame is not working on these people. First of all, they're lawyers, and lawyers have no shame. <laughs> uh, that, that you just can't have. You, you can't have professional. Sh- you, obviously, you have personal shame, but you can't have professional shame of being an attorney. That's just the way it is. You take whatever whatever case, especially you know if you that that comes across, and and you and you apply the law as 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 you see it. But yeah, the, these these attorneys, these uh, district attorneys that go after people, especially ex- extenuating circumstances like exculpatory evidence that was not taken into to an account, absolutely, uh, absolutely, that that office should lose millions of dollars and then have to go to their taxpayers and explain why. So, if you're in the legislature, you vote yes to give these wrongly convicted people money. I would. I don't like the process. 
I don't, I, I don't like ha- I don't like having to to go to your state rep and beg for compensation. I, I really would like to see this process go to civil uh, civil court and mm-hmm. sue the either the state of Georgia or whatever judicial district that that convicted the person and go after them that way. I, I know it's, I don't that, think that, it's the best process currently. I agree. Yeah. It's, I, I understand the onerous that, that, that it's an onerous process to do that, but I think you should, you should be able to sue. You, know, you take, you take whatever DA's office that, that puts you in prison and the state, you make them co-defendants and you sue the hell out of them. You took 26 years of my life for something that I didn't do. And, you know, honestly, for the for the protection of the state, go ahead and paying off these three or four people for four and a half million. <laughs> do it. That's a deal. That's a bargain. This stuff goes to court, and you stand up and you say they took twenty six years of my life. You think that 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 jury's can give them four and a half million? No, no it's a lot add more. a zero to that. Yep. I was yeah. I was gonna say at least a zero. Yep. So I, I you know. It was really short sighted of him to to vote that down because it's going to end up costing the costing the state way more, and, as it should. Like I said, he, if you took away twenty six years of my productivity, four and a half million wouldn't scratch the surface. Yep. I, and I know I sound like like an, an elitist prick saying that, but it is what it is. All right, so Republicans are discussing red flag laws in Georgia. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, so this is on the back of the Kentucky shooting this week. So we've had two, you know, what they label as mass shootings over the past couple of weeks, one in uh, Tennessee a couple of weeks ago at the private Christian school, another one this week at an old national bank in Kentucky. So this has kind of renewed the red flag discussion. And if you don't know what a red flag is, it's basically uh, a law that's passed at the state level, and it, it could also be passed at the federal level. But it says if you if somebody suspects you of being having a mental illness or, or it's very loosely defined, they can contact the local sheriff's department or the court and they can take your guns. They can come to your house and take your guns and confiscate your guns without a hearing. Uh, so it's basically confiscation of your weapons before you're ever convicted of a crime. So I see, you know, this is usually a Democrat talking point, but what I think is interesting about this is the Kentucky governor is calling on his legislature to pass red flag laws. You know, people probably wouldn't guess this, but Florida already has red flag laws and a total of 19 states have actually enacted them. Most are not really used very often, but it just shows that we're getting to a point here very quickly where this kind of mental illness well, and confiscating well, guns is becoming a hot talking point. Well, in Florida, you have something called the Baker Act. I think it's what we here. I think we call it a ten thirteen, the three day hold. Mm-hmm. So, the idea is if you have somebody that's in a mental crisis, uh, you you put them in a three day hold, and and in Florida, the idea is that okay, we're we're going to remove the weapons uh, uh, from from your house, which which sounds reasonable when we talk about somebody who's friggin' nuts. The problem is. We're all nuts. It's yeah, just, it's to just, a certain extent, everyone has. Yeah, it's, it's all a matter of degree and, and direction. And I, I told you, and and listen, longtime listeners to the show know, I lost my brother a few years ago. Uh, after browbeating by my wife, I, I went and talked talked to a therapist. Mm-hmm. But one of the reasons I was uh, resistant to it, and this is a, a deal with a lot of veterans, especially, is we don't want to go talk to somebody one because it it, it, feel, it it feels like weakness which it's not. Um, but the other is we worry about having, having that stripped from us. And there are a lot of guys that I know who don't go to the VA for mental health because they're worried the VA is going is to slap them with a label and they're going to lose their second amendment rights. Right. Yeah. That's and the downside. It, that's the troubling part here is right. Is it could, it could, you could have people that really need to get help that are not getting help because they don't want to be labeled having a mental, uh, a mental illness. Yeah, and look, it, it, depression doesn't mean you're going to kill yourself. Doesn't mean you're going to kill anybody else. It means you need to talk to somebody and, and work it out. Right. Uh, I've never met a woman yet that's not friggin' nuts. I mean, look, on a scale of one to ten, I mean, women start off at a four. <laughs> Mine's not, Dave. Bull. I don't think she'll probably, if she's listening to this episode, then 
Baby, you're great. You're there's nothing wrong with you. If no she married you, excuse. she's friggin' nuts. Okay, <laughs> and, and obviously has no no taste in men. Um, <laughs> oh, by the way, I know I know your kids are yours because no, I, uh, you, you put you put your son on the phone with me uh, yesterday like day you. before. Yeah, I'm like yeah yeah yeah. I mean the old saying that your daddy's only your daddy because your mama said so. Uh, uh, doesn't apply there. I mean that's definitely Ken's son. <laughs> I mean, voice and infl- obviously inflection and and uh, accent you pick up from learning that that's the nurture versus nature. But the nature end of it, his voice, yeah, he is he is a mini you. No, but <laughs> but I mean, anyway, yeah. But going back to the mental illness, I mean, it, what if you've got a, a prescription to Prozac or any number of different medications? I mean, literally, the government could deem you as having a mental illness and take away your Second Amendment rights, and that's a that, I don't think that's where I think that's where Republicans are very short sighted on this is they're not seeing the long term uh, of where we could be going with mental health issues and the Second Amendment. Well, being a civil civil libertarian, um, I believe if you are free enough to operate in if you're sane enough <clears throat> and you're safe enough to operate in a free society, you should have all the the rights and privileges of anybody else in that society. If you're so friggin' nuts that we don't trust you with a gun, you need to be locked up. Right. If if, if you are that nuts, you need to be locked up. You need to be locked yep. away if you're that dangerous. So to, to this idea that we have dangerous people, but we're going to just take their guns away. I mean, you could stab somebody. You could get a gun from somewhere else. You can get a gun from private private source. If 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 you're that freak, if the voices in your head are telling you to kill, 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 the fact that the government took your 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 guns away is not going to keep you from satisfying the voices in your damn head. You'd be locked away, and so we're not seeing. You definitely need legis- help. Yep. I yeah, agree. we're not seeing legislation to to lock nuts away from society. We're not seeing that legislation. What we're seeing is to, is to take the tools away from the nuts. And that's right. not a solution to what we have going on. Yes, not they not need help. And, and some people are beyond help. Some people, sociopaths and things, need to be locked away from society for society's safety. And we're not doing that. We're not addressing the mental health issues in this country. We're trying to take the tools away from them. or. Yes. Or legislating that you can't you can't camp here as, as as a homeless person, not addressing the fact that that homeless person has mental health issues and they probably need to be need to be taken somewhere and treated. We're not doing that, but we're going to say you can't camp out in 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 this particular park, or we're going to put uh, uh, things up under bridges where it may, uh, you can't you can't put a, a sleeping bag under a bridge because they've got they've got structures under there that that are sharp that that you have I know like, I've like, seen that recently up under a couple of bridges I, I I guess I put two and two together and finally realized what that was but what's well, the same crap we put up for pigeons on right. statues where you put the spikes up so we're we're treating the homeless like pigeons instead of actually treating the root cause of homelessness which is mental mental illness we're yeah. not treating the mentally ill in this country well we're going to take away your guns. You know, never, never mind the carving knife in 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 your kitchen. We're gonna take away the take away your guns. Mm-hmm. So we're not we're not on top of what we need to be on top of in this country. And look, there are people that are crazy as hell, and they need to be locked away from society or put down. Whatever they can't be around a free society because they're nuts. And we're and we're not addressing that. So these folks in Kentucky, you want to want a warm and fuzzy. Uh, oh, we passed a red flag law. What happens in Kentucky after you pass a red flag law that someone who didn't pop up on the red flag still kills a bunch of people? <clears throat> yeah, because insane people are insane. They are, and I saw where this kid, this twenty-five-year-old that uh, shot the people at the bank this week. Their parents are actually asking for a full scan of Connor Sturgeon's brain because they they're starting to say he had two concussions playing sports when he was in high school. So I think they're trying to say he was mentally ill because of CTE and and concussions that he had in school. So it'll be interesting to see where this autopsy goes to see if they're going to point it back now to having concussions as a teenage sports player. And, And look, I've had several concussions. 
I've never had a TBI. I've got a very good friend of mine who had a TBI in Iraq. Um, broke three vertebrae when his uh, he was a turret gunner and the vehicle overturned. Um, and he he certainly left a different person than he came back due to due to TBIs. Is he dangerous? No. But when you start classifying everybody, it, it, you start gathering anybody in, and it took him a, a good bit to go go and find help, right? Um, because he he was resistant to it. What are the reasons? One, you're weak. Two, if you're still serving, they the command says uh, go and find help. But practically speaking, that's the end of your career, right? When you start when, when you when you say. Uh, hey, top, which is first sergeant. Hey, top, I, I, I've got an appointment over at mental health. Boom. Guess what? Guess who's getting passed over for promotion? Guess who's not getting the good assignments? Guess who's going to be handled with kid gloves? And I've, I, and, and I've got some people I want to have on the show to talk about. I've got, I, I know several psychologists and therapists and stuff I want to have on the show to, to talk about this topic. And, and maybe as, as the news cycle starts to slow down over the summer, I'll, I'll have some of those folks on to, to talk about this and, and the impact that they see and the fear they see in people like me that, that, that go in, that are, that are worried about, that hold back. Right. Because you, 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 can't, you can't talk about everything in your soul because you're worried that you're going to come up hot on a list. All right, so let's do some follow-ups. So the 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 butt light story. <clears throat> yeah, uh, so some follow-ups from last week. Yeah, Budweiser. We talked about Budweiser and Hauser Bush last week, rolling out the ad featuring Dylan Mulvaney. They've actually lost five billion dollars uh, this week in a stock market from their bottom line after rolling out that ad. Now look, they lost five billion out of like a hundred and seventy. Yes, they've got a lot. Uh, we talked about it last week. No one really understands how big AB is. Niagara's just huge. I mean, like, I, I'm not going to drink that. I'm going to go drink Natural Light. No, that's a Bush uh, product. Anheuser Bush. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go drink Rolling Rock. Mm, no, that's that's a that's an Anheuser Bush product. I'm going to go drink Coors Light. Oh yeah. Well, Coors Light came out with, with a rainbow colored can for for Pride Month either this year, <laughs> or last year, or whatever it was. I saw that. Uh, I don't drink beer. I, I'm a I'm a bourbon and vodka drinker. Uh, but yeah, they 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 came out and said the the executives had no idea what was going on. Yeah, they're sort of throwing the the lady that runs the marketing group at Anheuser Busch is a Manhattan lives in Manhattan. Her team's in Manhattan. They basically said this week that they had no knowledge of this campaign. I guess they're trying to get ready to throw her up under the bus. I don't see how any campaign that large, the executives didn't know. If they didn't, they're not doing their job. But who I really feel sorry for in this case is the local Bud Light reps uh, riding around town. Those guys are having a really tough time right now, you know, moving product. So sure, it'll affect some stockholders from Anheuser-Busch, but you know, we're talking about real world. This is affecting people that live next door that are salesmen and delivery drivers uh, for Anheuser-Busch. So, you know, very bad PR move. And I hate that it's affecting some of the people I know personally that are just trying to do their job and keep a job. Yeah. You know, and bring money yeah. It, and we have a, 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 a Budweiser plant in, uh, in Cartersville. It, you know, it's, it was, it was a very poor move. Uh, what's funny is, uh, I think we were talking before the show, uh, this chick comes out and says, we're trying to lose the fratty image, but she didn't lock down her Facebook. So there was a bunch of screen grabs of her at frat parties in college. <laughs> there was a picture of her, I think, licking a toilet seat or something like that. I mean, oh, but, th- yeah, yeah, you talk about a dirty wench. Um, yeah, so... She's talking about losing the fratty image and all that stuff and, and being so high and mighty. And they pulled all her college pictures. And look, she's not that old. She's she's a good bit younger than we are. Yes, uh, so these when I, when I talk about fratty pictures, I'm talking about 10 years ago. I'm not talking about 30 years ago, like like for us. Yeah, thank goodness uh, there were no cameras around when uh, 30 oh, years no ago. Oh, no doubt. Can you imagine live someone live streaming uh, doing a keg stand, and then it then it coming up when you were running for office a few years ago. 
<laughs> yeah, I imagine that, but it never happened. Yeah, thank goodness there were no photos. So we're good. So yeah, it's uh, very interesting that they're they're throwing her under the bus. I, I I expect her to be canned or resign within the next month. Yep, I agree. So it'll be very, it'll be very quiet. Also, yeah, the, uh, where Dave effed up last week, Justin Jones and Justin Pearson, they are black guys. They are not white guys that got expelled. Um, they have been reappointed by their districts to finish out their terms. And of course they will go back for reelection. Yeah. Like you said, I mean, these Justin Jones and Justin Peterson got uh, expelled. And as soon as they got expelled, they were reinstated and sworn back in. So basically this was just a big fundraising publicity stunt for these guys. They were able to have the national limelight visit the white house. And now they're back where they started from. Yeah. Look, they're going to lose their committee assignments. They're not, they're not going, uh, uh, they're going to basically sit in purgatory and just vote up or down. Uh, Justin Pearson is a very interesting study. Uh, he's, he's the guy with, uh, with the shaft Afro. Yes. It's a good uh, description. He uh, in college he ran for a student council, whatever, whatever, whatever part of student government he's running for. I don't. Care. And this is just a few years ago in college. Also, yeah, he, yeah, he's, he's twenty five or twenty six. I was about to say he's like, yeah, he's like five years old. So he was in college and he didn't have he didn't have the fro. He was in a suit and he gave this very really 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 good speech. Yeah, about like a very bipartisan speech, working with everyone. Yeah, I, I want this to be inclusive for everybody. I want Republicans, Democrats, Independents. I want to be the voice for all of you. And then you fast forward n- now, and he was doing an interview uh, after his expulsion before his reinstatement, and he's in like African garb. He's got his he's got his Afro out, and he's even like a sixty civil right leader now. I mean, he is speaking like a, a holiness yeah, he, pastor on Sunday and. He, he went from Bill Cosby to Malcolm X. Yes. He is fully on board with the Malcolm X uh, persona now. And look, you don't change that fast. And look, if, if that's who he is, if if the Malcolm X fro thing is who he is, God bless you. Be who you are. But this demonstrates he is who he needs to be to get elected. Yes. When he, when he needed to get elected with bipartisanship, his hair was short. He had a suit on. He spoke to bipartisanship. When he goes to a highly blue district, all of a sudden he is he is out there with a fist in the air and, and all that stuff. So he, he's a liar. He he only cares about getting elected, apparently. And he's just he I don't somebody who changes who they are uh, based on based on the audience. That's not who they are. Oh, it's terrible. I mean, even, I don't know if you remember Hillary Clinton back when she was running for president. Oh, yes. Oh, she she was in Selma. Yeah, she was in Selma. She was at a black church in Selma and started speaking different. Obama did it quite often. Uh, Yeah, if you've got to change how you speak and the tone of your speech, you're you're just a big fake. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Biden did it. Yeah, Biden does it also. Oh, Hillary was funny. She was on, I can't remember which show it was. What do you always carry in your purse? Like hot sauce. I'm like, shut up. That may be that, that that may be true. She may like hot sauce and all that stuff. But the way she said it, like, no, I gotta get my hot sauce. Yeah, yeah it, it's 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 putting on political blackface and it's it insulting. I, I I really think it's it's insulting to to black constituents. They they should see it as insulting is they're they're making fun of you. They're impersonating what you think that you, that you want to see or you want to hear. They're insulting you. They're yep. she's that, that that's not who these people are. That's not who uh, this Pearson is. That's not who he is. He is putting on whatever persona he needs to make to make uh, uh, to make people vote his way. Yeah, what I thought All was right. interesting with the media, and I know we got to move, but with the media portrayal of this the media acted like this is the first two representatives ever kicked out of office but uh there's been two other representatives one in oregon and one in arizona that have been kicked out this year so i doubt if anybody's ever heard of them 
But this is not the first time anyone's been kicked out of a state legislature. That does happen. It just happened to be that the media glued onto these two people because it portrayed a, a story and a storyline that they because they're liked. black Democrats. The other two were Republicans. Yeah, it was all about racism uh, to the media. Yeah, the one in, the one in Arizona uh, uh, empowered <clears throat> someone to come in and perjure themselves and make outlandish accusations. Everyone voted to expel this person. Yep. S- same thing in Oregon. Every, Republicans and Democrats get the hell out of here. Yep. So it was it wasn't down party lines like like we find with the two Justins. All right, so uh, Capash Cash App founder <laughs> Bob Lee, uh, we have a suspect who's been arrested, Nima uh, Momeni, thirty-eight. He was in the—I won't say the same business. He certainly was on the level, but he was also an IT guy. Yeah, so we thought this was more of a random event in San Francisco last week. But it turned out to be not a random event. This guy was riding down the, the road with the Cash App founder. Cash App founder gets out of the car. They have a confrontation. And this Nima Momini stabs the Cash App founder. So this is uh, something personal. It was not just a random act of violence in San Francisco, even though there are tons of random acts of violence out there. This was, uh, this was just something more personal. So we just wanted to give a quick update on that. Yeah, and it could have happened in any city of the United States when it, when it happened like that. It could have happened in Atlanta. It yep. could have happened anywhere that two people get in a fight and someone ends up dead. Yep, uh, exactly. that, that's just kind of the way it is. This is a good time to remind you that these are our opinions and not those of anyone not on the show or any respective company for which we, we may work, own, or otherwise associate ourselves with on a regular or irregular basis. Also, you can find other episodes and relevant stories over the georgiavirtue.com. Man, we we once again converged on the moron of the week, or the the, the mule of the week. He's a moron. Yeah, middle moron, George mule, uh, career destroyer, family destroyer. I mean, give him all the accolades. What an idiot! Oh my god! So this this teacher, former teacher from Middle Georgia, uh, he was a professional coach, uh, t- teaching kids, you know, b- uh, football, track. Uh, that kind of stuff. He was, he was a performance coach. So you'd bring your 13, 14, 15-year-old kid to him and and say, hey, he wants to run track or he wants to play football, whatever, and this guy would work with him. So he comes to Atlanta. Yeah, like, re- like streaming himself, driving in downtown Atlanta, talking about how I mean, we need to. We actually need to video. It'd be really hard to the 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 audio of this, but basically just just let all these kind of racism or racist remarks just fly out, and then was recording himself saying it. Uh, yeah, he. I mean, stuff like uh, uh, there aren't any white people down here. Right. Uh, his friends need to come up there and go hunting. Hunting. Yep. Um. Uh, I didn't hear, but apparently. Uh, there were some end bombs and, and stuff like that. This is a guy that works with kids. And if you're in sports performance, you're going to work with kids who are white, black, Hispanic, anywhere in between. Um, uh, this guy's name is uh, Mark Taylor. Yep, Mark Taylor. Luckily for him, it's a very common name. He may be able to, to, may be able to disappear into uh, ambiguity. After this, but I mean, would you let him work with your kids? No, no, no chance. I mean, I, I just, yeah, I don't know how anybody thinks the way he did and, and uttered the statements he did. And then to put it online, it's just amazing. Uh, well, here's the thing. He didn't think there was anything wrong with what he was saying. Yeah, you could tell. He was like, this is normal, normal talk for this guy. It wasn't, yeah, he was just driving through downtown Atlanta. This was normal speak so yeah this was not a a, issues this was not a joke this was not an off uh off uh, color comment that he made this was not a one-off this was not fighting words this was him as calm as he could be doing a facebook live or recording something or whatever it was that that he was proud to be able to say there aren't any white people down here and it just just stuff like i mean Look, it takes a lot to shock me. Yeah, and this shocked I, me. This, this totally shocked it, me this week that you could be. This yeah, I, mean, I I heard about it. You know, I read about it until I watched the video. I'm just like, I I, I watched the video. I was like, holy crap! 
What the hell is wrong with this guy? First of all, if 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 you're that worried about coming to Atlanta, don't come to Atlanta. <laughs> right. Stay stay in Warner Robins or wherever he's from. And, and, Macon, and, Warner and, Robins area. And first of all, Macon is not known to be a uh, an exclusively white neighborhood. No, Macon's so, a very diverse town. Yeah. Even even South Georgia, where uh, like Valdosta, where Buck Baloo comes from, the the uh, the first Georgia quarterback to, to win a uh, to win a national championship is a very diverse town. Mm-hmm. Uh, his his best friends on the football team are from all different backgrounds, uh, and and that's the beauty of sports. That's the beauty of military too. Is you get people from all sorts of backgrounds when you, when you play football. You're going to play next to a guy whose parents are millionaires, and then you're going to uh, uh, play next to a guy who is uh, has a single mom with four other siblings and works four jobs. Because it's when all, when you put the uniform on, when you put the pads on, all that stuff comes off, and you're just teammates. Yeah, you're just teammates at that point. And if if this guy, that's how he views the the world. He doesn't need to be doesn't need to be teaching kids or interacting with kids at all. So, uh, real quick, Atlanta lost the bid for the DNC convention to Chicago. Yeah, to Chicago. So the DNC presidential convention where they nominate their candidate. Uh, Really, Chicago and Atlanta were the two finalists. Atlanta, I know, was putting a lot of emphasis on getting the DNC convention. They thought it would bring a lot of money into the Atlanta area. They also thought the DNC might pick Atlanta because – Supposedly, Atlanta's a purple state, but this week they announced that Chicago got it. So this was a hot topic again on Twitter this week. All the most of my Democrat friends were blaming it on what they call lax gun laws in Georgia, uh, non-union state, right to work state. You know, Georgia's a right to work state. Chicago's not, or Illinois is not. And then they also blamed it on this new Atlanta police training facility. So that's what they were blaming it on. Look, at the end of the day, most people say it came down to money. The mega donors in Chicago promised the DNC they would leave with no debt. And Atlanta was more of a fundraising type entity. So they were, Atlanta DNC potential was going to lose money. Chicago was guaranteed to not lose money. So I think that's what it really came down to. Look, if you're trying to sway voters, you don't go to the deep, deep, deep blue state to do it. (laughs) <laughs> you, right. you, you go you go somewhere that's a little more purple and you're trying to persuade voters and you're trying to excite voters and, and all that stuff. All right. So we have probably the worst story of the week, which is hard to say, especially after we just talked about that dipstick from middle Georgia. Uh, LaShawn Thompson was arrested on uh, June 12th, 2022 on a misdemeanor charge. Of uh, I th- I think assault. I mean, simple, uh, simple battery. Yeah, simple. Simple battery. battery. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he was put in a mental uh, mental hold within the Fulton County Jail and died. I know he died three months later. So the staff, I, I don't know why he wasn't able to get uh, you know bail to get out, but he was placed in a psychiatric wing after it was determined he had mental health issues, and then he died three months later. And Dave, I don't know if you saw the pictures of his cell, but basically he was eaten alive by bed bugs. bugs. Yes. Bed bugs had, had body lice. And, and, and here's the thing. It wasn't like they all showed up one day, bit him, and killed him. This was no, this had to be the, the people at the jail knew what was going on. They knew he was covered in lice. Uh, obviously, he, he, they said he had schizophrenia. Uh, they said they had plans to move him out. The the Fulton County Sheriff has been begging for a new jail for a while. This is still not an excuse. Um, that you've got this guy who's got obviously mental issues. Uh, he's schizophrenic. Uh, he doesn't have any family in Atlanta. His both his parents are dead. Uh, he does. He's not married. His siblings live scattered through, throughout the United States. So there was nobody checking on this poor guy. Yeah, nobody was there to check on him and, and potentially even bail him out. I guess. He spent more time in jail than he would have if he just walked in on his initial appearance and said guilty. And pled guilty. Yep. Uh, he he was literally eaten to death by bugs. Yeah, I can't imagine what he went through over the last two or three weeks of his life. This is a, a very, very sad story. And what's the follow-up on this, Dave? Or 
Is there going to be an investigation of the jail and the people that were looking after are supposed to be looking after him? Is that what's going yeah, to happen? That, that I, my guess is they'll do an investigation in the jail. Uh, they're going to have to, someone's going to have to push it. I mean, where's Ben Crump? You know, where, where are these civil rights attorneys that, that need to be out saying like, yes, he, he, uh, uh, simple battery. He should, he, sh- he should never been treated like this. Right. If we have as, as a society, if I take away your freedom, I have the obligation to make sure you have a safe environment. Yeah. Doesn't mean you're, you're eating at Howl's every night. It means you have three square meals a day and you are in a safe environment. That's our obligation. If we, if we deprive you of, of freedom and this guy was not protected, he was, he was ignored. Uh, he, he, like I said, they knew he was covered in body lice. Hey, look, body lice just don't appear in jail. How many other how many other inmates are covered with this stuff? I mean, I know. I, I just think in this case there should be. I mean, I hope they do an investigation. I don't know how there would not be arrests made in this case uh, of the people that were supposed to be looking after him. I I'm good with let's let's set an example of people here and let's never have this happen again. Yeah, this this is not just the facility. This is a breakdown in command and control at the jail. Yes. And again, this guy was in pre-trial detainment. Yeah, pre-trial. Who knew about this condition? How high it went? And yeah, let's let's go after everybody that knew about this guy's condition. And look, I know as a jailer, you don't want to have to go in and clean up. And look, the mess in his in his in his cell. A lot of it was his own was his own fault. Where it's got. Uh, a spoon laying and and other food items that that he didn't eat and just laying around the 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 cell floor. But you're in the psych ward. You know this guy has problems. You isolate him, hit him with de- with delousing powder, and you have somebody, a trustee, go over there and clean the damn cell. Right. So, all right, Kenny. Uh, as we're running long, what have you got for your closing thought? <laughs> yeah, real quick. I mean, President Biden is in Ireland this week. He actually announced to the Irish Parliament that he wished he could stay longer. So I second those uh, wishes. I, I wish he would stay a little bit longer in Ireland, and I'm sure there's quite a few more other people that wish he would stay overseas a little bit longer before he comes home. <laughs> but that's my closing thoughts, Dave. As long as he doesn't talk, right? All right. So I have, talk. I have a double violence against women. One, one I disagree with. One I agree with. Uh, Fallon Fox. Uh, had a fight, I guess, last week or whatever it was. Fallon Fox is a dude. He's a dude fighting women. And we've talked about him on the show before, but he rocked this chick. I mean, just clocked her on the side of the head, knocked her out, uh, and then celebrates the win. And and you can see when he lifts his arms, this dude is, is, is especially in comparison to women, giant. Yep. And they ask him, so so how do you feel about the fight? I kid you not. I just want everybody to know in this tournament, I'm here to win. I'm like, that's a dude. How can how can you people cheer? That's a dude that just yeah, beat up a chick. Stop. Women have to stop participating in these sports when men compete against them. Yeah, I mean, they asked Ronda Rousey some time ago if she would fight Fallon Fox. She's like, no, that's a dude. No, I'm, I'm no a dude's going to beat the hell out of me. No, uh, and and that's the most reasonable thing ever. It's like, no, I'm not going to fight him. He's a yep. dude, and that stop chick should stop the. Madness. And I know, I think the problem is it was a tournament, and that's how this chick ended up in the ring with him. Uh, is you know she wanted to compete in the tournament, but he beat her brains out. I mean, she had no idea where she was when when she woke up. Uh, and the other is the target uh, target employee woman rings up like a thousand dollars at Target. And then, and when they say, "Hey, your bill is a thousand dollars," she starts screaming about reparations. And the manager <laughs> comes over, starts screaming at the manager that she that she's telling the manager that she's privileged. I'm like, the chick works at Target. I mean, look, I'm not saying there's, there's anything bad about being in retail management, but I wouldn't call it privilege. Somebody who's got to work Thanksgiving Day and the day after Christmas for returns is not the most privileged person in the world. No, not so, at all. The the security guard, the the loss prevention manager comes out and she follows him back to his office. He tries to close the door on her to to call the police. She busts the door in and he just, he rocks her world. 
lands one one punch to the side of her head, knocks her down. So is, what's the what's the what's the verdict here? Is he charged with a crime? Is he fired? She from is charged. She is charged with with assault and a few other things. Okay, so nothing's uh, happened to the target employee. No, they reviewed the tape and found her to be the aggressor. Ah, oh, good, good. I mean that that's a look. I, and 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 everybody who who knows me knows I I I abhor violence against women. Right. But look, she, she came at she. Well, first of all, she outweighed him by at least sixty pounds. Uh, but she came at him like a man and had she, and he did the only thing he could to protect himself was, was put her down. I mean, I don't know what else he could have done, but it's a a kind of, kind of, uh, uh, both ends of, of the violence against women uh, spectrum. So uh, (laughs) this is a, a, a very special long episode of let me tell you why you're wrong. Big thanks to Eric Cumbie, who takes her, her audio and makes it to, into something you can listen to. Ken Pullen, our representative emeritus. I'm Dave Roberts. Have a great week. Catch me howling at the moon